Blog Talk Radio.
<laughs> Welcome to Lifeline with Cindy Summer. I'm having a little bit of a technical difficulty here, but uh, we will get it together. Uh, <laughs> one second here while we start this show, Lifeline. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's hottest new show, Lifeline, with your host, Cindy Summer. Cindy and her guests from around the world share wisdom of the ages with topics that will heal, touch, and inspire. You will learn that with the universe, there are no odds against you, just the allowing of all that is for you to show up. Lifeline is where healing is the norm, not the exception. Lifeline with Cindy Summer is sponsored in part by LifelineInvestigations.com with offices and affiliates throughout the world. World-class investigation and protection services. First-class results. LifelineInvestigations.com And now, here's your host, Cindy Summer. Now we're back. Welcome to Lifeline with Cindy Summer. This is Cindy Summer, and I'm glad to be here on air with all of you. Well, that was kind of strange, wasn't it? Uh, But uh, you know what? We just go with the flow. We go with spirit. We say yes. We say yes to all things um, that are in our highest and best good. (laughs) So I'm just going to say yes to this show, however it plays out. I love that song, uh, Another Surprise. By spirit, I had actually another song um, lined up, but that one just needed to come first. And um, God knows we've all felt a bit broken in our lives. And um, recently, I've been very active on a group called Mormons Building Bridges. And uh, many of you know I have a history in the Mormon church, and I'm not going to go into uh, what's going on, but there's a lot of pain happening in the world, and um, we're not going to really focus on that. We're going to focus on hope. So this is a show about hope. This is a show about empowerment. This is a show about feeling good. And I just wanted to give a big shout-out to all my friends on that special group on Facebook it is an amazing um, discussion happening. Everybody's welcome, whether you're, you know, an active member or don't have anything to do with any church affiliation, which is pretty much my story now. So um, thanks for all the friends that I've made there. And um, as always, I want to say hello to my kids, Christine and, and Stephen out in Seattle, Um they're just uh, amazing individuals, and I love them so much. Um, saying hello to my mom in Oregon, who will hopefully be coming out here to Kentucky for Christmas. That's going to be amazing. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest, Denise Anderson. Denise is uh, a very special friend of mine, and uh, she's just uh very talented writer. She she knows how to listen. 
And uh, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her story. But I want to welcome you, Denise, to the show. Welcome. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Thanks for being my special guest tonight. I'm so grateful that you're on the line with me. All the way from Minnesota. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I've been here looking at your book that you gave me some time ago when I was there in um, Ontario, Canada, out there in (laughs) Hamilton. And you handed it to me and you said, here you go, this is for you. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I'm standing there with this book. It's called And God Spoke. And the first thing it says is it's time to wake up and remember who you are and why you're here. It's a collection of spiritual poetry by Denise Anderson. And and so we're going to be privileged tonight to hear from a very inspired lady Um, who is so amazing. I want you to tell the listeners all throughout the world about you. Who are you? Where did this all come from? I want to get started right away because we've got some amazing inspirational writing to listen to. It's the first time that Denise has really done a reading of her writing, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited to have her on the show. So take it away. Tell us a bit about yourself and and how you got started in all of this. Okay. Um, Well, um, I started writing at a very, very young age. I was born in a small town in rural Ontario, southern Ontario. And when I was about nine years old, we moved to an even smaller town, which would be considered a village of about 500 people. And we went to very small schools there. And there was this one schoolhouse that I was in. It was actually a two-room schoolhouse. And it housed grades two, three, four, and five, all within those two rooms. And I guess I was about nine years old at the time. And I was helping the teacher out um, with teaching other students in the class to read. So I was actually a student teacher at the age of nine. And... One of our lessons that we learned in there, and it wasn't actually called English class at that time, it was called language arts. I'm not sure if anybody out there can remember that far back, but mm-hmm. it was called a language arts class. And one of our assignments was to write a poem. And up until that point, it was something that was foreign to me. And I just started with this one poem, and it hasn't stopped since then so about 40 what 45 years later I'm still doing that and along the course of my life I had uh, many traumatic incidences um, and I found that my writing was the one thing that gave me a voice I wasn't able to speak some of the things that were happening to me and it became it actually became a healer for me that I could turn to my pen and paper And what I couldn't say, I could actually write down on paper. And for whatever reason, it came out as poetry, and it still does to this very day. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Did did they um, know, did your teachers, uh, did they listen and and look at this writing and say, whoa, whoa, this is amazing? Did you have any reaction when you were little? Yeah, I did. (laughs) they they were basically in awe, I guess is the best word to use, of where it was coming from. 
they couldn't understand how a young kid could formulate such things, I guess. But for me, it just it was just something that kind of fell through me. It just came out. Right. Wow. So I guess even at that time, it was uh, it was inspired. And at that time, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant, but I most certainly do now. Uh huh. And so, anyways, so that continued. It continued okay. throughout my life, the whole the writing, and um, I I lived in a very, as I said, I, we lived in a very small town, um, and yeah, just a lot of things happened over the years that became, I guess, a source for that writing. I was inspired by things that were going on in my life, some of them not so good, some of them good, and it's just continued since then. Wow. Uh, that is amazing that you started writing at a very young age. Did your parents, were they aware of this gift that you had, and were you encouraged to continue, or was it something that was not encouraged? Uh, well, it's interesting. I can recall my mom asking me when I was about eight years old, she's saying, what do you want to be when you grow up, Denise? And, of course, my immediate response is, I'm going to be a writer, Mom. And again, it just it fell out of me. I don't. I, it's not something I'd ever thought about. I just knew that that's what was coming. And she, I remember her saying to me, "God rest her soul. She passed four years ago, but she's still here with me, right in my heart." Um, I remember her saying to me, "You can't do that, Denise, because there's no money in it." And I thought, hmm. But then, as the years went by, she saw what I was writing she read what I was writing and she was actually one of the greatest inspirations for some of the things that I do write to this very day wow that's amazing yeah. I know she's a, a wonderful woman we've had some experiences with her <laughs> and yeah uh, she's a phenomenal lady very yeah. very blessed very blessed yes so I'm looking at a poem and it's called and this is God Yes. I'd like to share it. Um, it's right in the beginning. It's your first uh, after sacred voice. Um, but I want to read this, and this is God. When moved to tears by breaking sights of sunsets and flowers and colors of stones, this is God. When the warmth of the winds reaches out, wraps its arms around me and kisses the tears on my cheeks. This is God. When the sound of the waves sings a sweet melody to my heart and I can feel myself dancing on its white caps. This is God. Tell me about that poem. Wow. <laughs> Um, I have a very dear friend. Her name is Nicole, and um, she may actually be listening in tonight. Mm-hmm. And she went uh, to visit her, um, I guess, home province. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she stood atop a mountain along the seaside, and she spread out her arms in the shape of a cross. And that was the inspiration for that poem. And I just wow. knew that that poem went with that picture. It was it was like 
seeing God in all of nature, in all of its beauty, in the waves, in the rocks, in the flowers, in the grass, in the simple uh-huh. things that we usually walk by and don't notice because we're looking up in the clouds somewhere and we don't see all the beauty that's around us. And that's where God is. Exactly. Everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So take us further on your journey um, from childhood to adulthood and kind of help us bridge the gap there. Okay, so um, school years, um, we lived in the village until I was about, well, I lived in the village until I was 20. Um, I attended college in a nearby city while I still lived there. And uh, it's interesting, I'm I'm laughing when I think about it now, but the course that I took was electronics computer engineering, and that was the diploma that I got uh, when I graduated Uh at the age of 21. And again, the job that I chose when I got out of college entailed writing. And I I took on a career as a technical writer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's um, it's the type of writer that writes for technical corporations where you would write user's manuals, um, service Uh guides, troubleshooting guides, that kind of thing. It's very technical. So I've got this interesting mix of the technical aspect and the creative aspect going on. And that's kind of followed me throughout my entire life. So my technical writing career became my moneymaker, so to speak. My, that was my day job, but my passion Uh has always been, always, always been creative writing. And uh, now that's, it's with the work that I've done with you, Cindy, it's flourishing. That book that you hold in your hand right now is one of three. And I've actually completed three in the, the what seven months that I've been working with you? Yeah, I'm so, so just yeah, just over a year, I guess. It's, it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and you know, your writing really has grown. Tell us about that. Tell us about your journey of healing. And you know, we're all on a path of healing. You know, we heal throughout our lives and as we meet new people and they bring a smile to our face, that's a form of healing. And um, and and then we get our heart broken and we maybe take a step or two backwards and then we continue on. And it's an ebb and flow constantly, isn't it? And Oh, absolutely. All of the experiences of life, you know, the the life and the trauma and the tragedy, the ups and downs and everything that we go through, Um, whether it's our choice or not, you know. I mean, I believe it's all our choice when when it comes right down to it. Uh, But that's a whole other show. (laughs) But, um, you know, how we get through life. Uh, did you have inspirations and, and, and people who lifted you up during those times of, of darkness and sadness and trauma? Oh gosh. Yes. Um, again, I'm going to, I go directly to my mother. She was, uh, she was an amazing lady. And as are everybody, every other body, everybody else in my family, I have uh, a very um, loving family. They, have always supported what I do and who I am 100%. Um, I 
grew up, as I said, again, in a very small village. And uh, for my friends who are out there listening, everybody knows that I'm gay. I did not have a coming out, so to speak, because I was never in. I just knew at a very young age that (laughs) this is who I am. And I didn't, I never chose to hide that. It's like, it didn't seem like there was anything to hide because, hey, this is me. This is who I am. So you had, that was a difficult okay, you had complete acceptance at home. Is that what you're saying? I did, yeah. Initially, no. Oh. Um, initially, okay. it was uh, it was the oh my gosh, what did we do wrong? Um, I I went. I was asked to go to a psychiatrist um, because they could quote straighten me out. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, and then over, and I guess I was about 14 when that happened. Um, and then my parents, there just came this overwhelming acceptance of who I was. And it was a very, it was an absolutely astonishing place to be in when you consider that was like 1975. Wow. So to have these two loving parents and family who accepted me and loved me fully was, was beyond amazing. And they still do. It's Imagine that. Very, very blessed. Yes. That is the way it is supposed to be, in my opinion. And, you know, I I believe it's all about love, period. Love, love, love. Uh, There's really nothing else out there. We can feel it. Certainly I've had one of those days. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I've been there. And done that, and and yet when we come back to love, we really come back to our own alignment. Yeah, absolutely, we do. I I believe that love is who we are. That it's yes. the core of all of us. It is who we are. It's what we came from. It's what we'll return to. Absolutely. I want to play a song and take a a real short break because this song is really, really important. I I think it's going to set the the vibration for the rest of the show. It's called I Believe in You by Amanda Marshall. We'll be right back with more of Denise Anderson on Lifeline with Cindy Summer. It's a song place, that is. (laughs) Maybe... (laughs) Uh, we'll see. Well, I'm not sure what's happening to our audio. But there we have it.
I believe in you, and I do believe in you. All those of you that are listening, that are going through an amazing uh, uh, transition in your life, whether it's because of something that's happened in your world that has uh, left you shattered or feeling not so whole. I believe in you, and I'm here uh, with Denise Anderson on the air live to bring hope into your world tonight. And I love that song. Love it. Amanda Marshall, thank you for allowing us to play that song, I Believe in You. Denise, welcome back to the show. Thanks thank for you. being That's here. That's one of my absolute favorite songs of all time. Um, it's And it's oh. about believing in others, but it's also about believing in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's that's a key component is our belief in ourself, our faith in ourself. And if I may, I'd like to share a story um, about absolutely. my college years. Um, when I was in my second year of college, um, I lived at home and traveled back and forth to school. And there was one day where I arrived home from work, and I can remember so clearly seeing uh, fire engines and ambulance and police cars sitting down at the bottom of the driveway uh, that that drove up to my home. It was it was down over a hill, so you couldn't actually see the home until you got to the end of the driveway. And I, I'll never forget that day, driving down the hill on the way home from college, seeing all these vehicles and wondering what was up, having no idea whatsoever that it was my home our family home that was on fire. And I can recall getting to the end of the driveway and then everything was a blur because um, my father had stayed home from work that day. Um, Praise God that he got out okay. Uh, We did lose a family pet, but other than that, the only thing we lost, and I shouldn't say only because it was a lifetime to my mother and father, but it was all material things that were lost. There was no loss of, of human life, so I, I thank God for that. And I was actually going to stay home from school that day, and that still small voice inside said, Denise, get your butt to school. Um, you, have to, you have to do this work. You have to get your college degree. And so I went, and that was such a huge awakening for me in just that moment because where I would normally sit when I was at home would be around the potbelly wood stove and I would sit there and I would write. Well, it was the potbelly wood stove that exploded and caught the whole house on fire and basically burned it to the ground. So that was a a huge time of faith for me. And there were two items that I got out of the fire when I went to my bedroom. And I'll Again, these things these are things I will never forget because they're they're a testament to faith. I had a, mm-hmm. a Bible that I would I would sleep with it under my pillow. And at the time my writing I was all doing I was doing all of it on an old clunker typewriter, not even electric typewriter. It was one of the old underwood, if anybody remembers those. And I would put oh, the I pages did. in the put the pages in the bottom drawer of my dresser and that's where I would store them. Well, I had many, many, many sports trophies and scholastic trophies sitting up on top of this wardrobe. The wardrobe was burned to the ground. The trophies were melted into that. It was a pile of stuff. The the Bible under my pillow was untouched, and the poems in the bottom of my dresser drawer were untouched. 
And I actually still have that book. I'm holding it in my hand as we speak. It has charred edges. And I I think I mentioned I was going to show that to you, Cindy. I forgot to bring it last time you were here. And again, for me, that's just faith has carried me through through all the traumas, through all the, the things that have happened. And that was a huge trauma for our family. It took uh, took quite a while to recover from that, uh, especially financially. Your, your whole life is in your home pretty much, right? Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it is a great You're welcome. testimony of, of listening. And, you know, anybody that's listened to me and read my stories on my blog, they're all about listening. And it's so incredible how we can listen so easily as a child and even as a young adult and into college. And then something happens. We go through some more experiences and more trauma, perhaps, and we start closing down somewhat. Did you ever go through something like that? Oh, my gosh. I have gone through that so many times. <laughs> I can't even count them all. Um, I have shut down many times over the course of my life and there's always something that pulls me back out that lifts me back up Um, I've had struggles with alcohol many 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 times over the course of my life and uh, I'm going to wrap my arms around you with complete gratitude right now because you're the one my healing with you that has put that to the wayside it's gone it no longer exists so yeah it's uh that's a powerful thing right there in itself. Yeah, I've had many, many times when I've shut down and it's that voice, but that voice, there's always this, I call it a flame that's ever burning inside of us. Yes. And that's that's the thing that always, always pulls me back out of it. And uh, I actually have a poem here right now if, if we have time to share it. Oh, absolutely. This is all your time. So I'm just okay. Thrilled. Go ahead. Okay, so this one is this poem is called "Faith Never Let Her Down," and I can I can say with absolute integrity and honesty, it has never let me down, and I know it never will. So it goes like this: At first, just a crack appeared, enough for her to peek out and see a tiny beam of hope, a soft light above her. The corners of her mouth turned up, and she smiled for the first time. She had known it was there all along even though she had never seen it. Faith had always told her it was real, the light, that it was there waiting for her, and Faith never let her down. Over the years, the crack got bigger, and the hurt and pain she felt became the opening, the pathway for the light to enter in. She was always held dearly, even when it seemed that hope had left her, she wouldn't let the darkness win, because somehow she knew. Faith had always told her it was real, the light, that it was there waiting for her, and faith never let her down. Now awakened fully to the knowing that she is the light, it had been inside her all along. Faith never let her down. And as I said, it never has. No, it's, you know, it's always there. And it's just a matter of really listening and, and being willing to take those steps whatever they are, and they may be the hardest steps of walking away from something that you felt so uh, once 
was your life. It could be a relationship or um, anything, really. Something that no longer fits your highest and best good. Drinking, for example. You know? um, It didn't happen overnight. You had to do the work. Uh, but uh, the craving's gone, and, and that's part of the work that I do as a healer with the divine. It's not um, something that I just do, shazam, you know. It's <laughs> it's a lot more involved than that. Um, and I'm so fortunate to be able to look back on my life and, and uh, know that I listened, you know, each step of the way, even if it was the hardest decision of my life at the time, I I would always listen and and then proceed. And I've made some very tough decisions, you know, um, very tough ones that have changed my life. You know, and you know, uh, many of the listeners, I've told many, many stories about uh, my son, Jerome and holding him in my arms and and uh, and the process of listening and and hearing these words it's time to to let him come back home and i didn't want to hear that i wanted to hear we're going to have a healing things are going to change and he's going to be fine and when i heard those words it was the most calming serene feeling even though the words were not what I was expecting and because I knew deep within my soul that this was a divine you know a a divine understanding a divine connection with my um, heavenly father or God or the all I knew I was going to be able to get through it Did I understand how? No. Did I understand how bad it was going to be? Not a clue. (laughs) But I was able to get through it, and I'm really, really grateful that I listened. And, you know, Denise, you're one of the most uh, wonderful people I've met through this last year of being on tour in Canada, going there many times to Hamilton, Ontario, Mississauga, and and throughout the U.S., and... uh, you know, it was it's just such an amazing story how we met. Can you bring us <laughs> into that that experience that you had? Oh and, my and kind gosh. of just share what it was that uh, you had gone to the White Flame and, and we were there oh. um doing a workshop. We have had quite a journey, haven't we? <laughs> um yeah, I went to <laughs> we, um I guess it was March, the end of March, just this year, and that still blows my mind every time I say that. When I look at where I was in March and I look at where I am now, within my own being, within who I am, it's like it's like night and day. Anyway, I went to um, this, it was a, one of your Cleanse and Clear workshops you were doing at the White Flame in Hamilton, and I walked in the door. I had no clue what this meant. I had no idea what to expect. And I was just open to whatever was going to happen. It's like, okay, I'm here. Have at it. Let's go. So um, it was one of the most extraordinary meditation journeys that I've ever experienced in my life, and it changed me. Um, I resonated with the entire experience that you were guiding us through, and something inside of me shifted. And 
it was a shift that has me in the place that I am today. And we've done many, many healings together, you and I, since then, Cindy, but that was the beginning of it. That was the start of all of it. And the most profound thing I remember about that day is at the end of the class, you were offering spot healings to people who had um, physical issues or whatever was going on with them. And I watched you. I was intrigued, so of course I followed you. And I watched you do a healing uh, with a woman who was having issues with her stomach. She had an upset stomach. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. I saw the healing power of the divine coming through you as you healed this woman. And I knew in that moment that I was going to continue my work with you. And I knew in that moment that that my life would never be the same again. I saw the healing power of Jesus through you. That's what, that's what I witnessed. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. It was, it was amazing. I, again, I still can't believe that that was just over seven months ago. I know. It's It's gone so fast. It has. You know, that it was has. The first yeah. time, Denise. That was the first time I'd ever done a spot healing. You know, Spirit just said, "Ask them how they're doing," because I, I do a lot of work doing that to cleanse and clear. And it's a guided journey for those of you who are, who are listening that haven't done it. It's a guided journey. There's nothing for you to do or think about. It takes about an hour or so. And so we really just do this. Uh, thorough cleansing and releasing the things that no longer serve your highest and best good. So after I'm doing this workshop there at the White Flame, um, Spirit says, ask them if they're okay. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they're okay. (laughs) There was this elderly lady, and and not too old, but she was uh, probably in her mid or late 60s, and I said, is everybody doing okay? And she said, oh, no, I'm I'm very sick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not good. I don't want you to leave here sick. And um, so I said, well, let's, let's walk back. And pretty soon there was three or four people, and you were one of them. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this is new. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do? And um, so I just followed instruction, which is what I do as a healer, um, listening is uh, one of the main things. Um, and called upon the divine, and I brought in Jesus and Lao Tzu and Buddha and Mother Mary and, and the others that I work with. And um, I seriously thought, Denise, that she was going to get sick. <laughs> I knew exactly yeah, what I to did. do I to relieve the pain. But... Yeah. Um, she was so embarrassed. She left, let out this big, huge belch, and she was so embarrassed. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I am so sorry." And I just like, "Thank you, God, for not having her throw up all over me." But <laughs> she was better <laughs> in a matter of seconds, and that was my first spot healing that I'd ever done. Now, when I do a cleanse and clear and I do it in person, I make sure that I go around and I greet everybody. And if there's anybody in pain, like, for example, I did one here at the LA Fitness in Lexington, and there there was about 40 people there. And I said, is anyone in pain? Uh, Because, you know, the seats weren't that comfortable, and it was about an hour, 20 minutes. And pretty soon I had 
one after another coming up. And the first one came up, and she said, oh, I've got a pain in my back. And so I did just, a, you know, two, three minutes. This is a temporary spot healing, I call them. She's like, oh, my gosh, I don't feel any pain. And she went and sat down, and the line began. And I swear to you, all 45 people or 47, however many there were, just stayed. I mean, LA Fitness opened their doors and kept them open. On a Sunday, it was normally closing at 7, and we didn't get out of there until 10 o'clock. And so that was a huge experience for me, Denise, uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, because this was the first of such healings for me. The hands-on spot healings of not uh, – I've never been one of these, you know, come here and – let me place my hands on you. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I've I had, tell you, you know, it was, yeah, feelings, it was a changing but, moment uh, in my life. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a phenomenal moment in mine as well, and I'm glad that you were there and, and uh, you you embarked on a, an amazing journey uh, after that. And um, yeah, I um, it's interesting, you know, when when I think of the word healer. Um, there's so many descriptions and interpretations out there. And one of the things that I've come to understand in my work with you is that the type of healing you do is very unique. It's unique from any other thing, type of healing that I've ever experienced. It's um, like you do, you heal on multiple, and correct me if I'm wrong here as I'm describing it. It's like you heal on multiple levels, the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. But I also believe that you're doing healing in multiple dimensions um, because there really are more dimensions than just the one that we're physically present in at this moment. That's oh, yeah. my belief. And yeah. I believe that your healing transcends this dimension. It goes even into past lives. Well, you know, everything really is right now. But, you know, I use Agree. the word past yeah. lives because it's, it's popular. I believe yeah. we're creating in this moment. And, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes just a little too complicated to talk it like that. So we put it into a linear view of past, now, and, and future. And, and um, it seems to be easier to comprehend that way. Because I didn't grow up with a viewpoint of past lives other than one. And that was my understanding was, okay, we were in a spirit world before we came here and we made this choice and then we're here. (laughs) Pretty simplified. And now when I do healing work, because I've been taught um, directly, I've never had a class. I haven't been to the Deepak Chopra School of Training for Healers. But I've had many, many, many journeys um, and um, conversations with Jesus and you know he's my best friend and Mother Mary um, those of you that are not familiar with my Facebook fan page you can go on there and look at my mural I have my own apparition of Mother Mary in my own little place here in Lexington and when she showed up in my mural in the moon of my mural I was like wow who is this woman And what am I to learn from her? You know, and I knew who Mother Mary was to an extent, but in my background, in my religion, really she's considered to 
sacred to talk about. And so there's not a lot of talk about Mother Mary uh, or Mary Magdalene or any of the women primarily, unless they're church (laughs) founders or, you know, people connected with the church. So I really didn't, you know, I never really had an understanding of who she was other than the basic understanding. Okay, this is this is the mom to Jesus. That's about it, you know. And um, so when she showed up in my mural, um, I started asking questions. And I started saying, okay, I'm... I'm here, teach me. And um, it is because of her, and obviously I work with Jesus hand in hand, every single healing, um, and many others, Lotsu and Buddha, and, um, you know, many, many others. And so when we're talking about past lives and the healing work, you're right, that's one of the things that sets it apart. And it's, it, it took many experiences to get this, you know. I mean, I had to be shown and re-shown and essentially schooled on how to go back and complete these um, these contracts, if you will, and and to heal them. And I had no idea. Um, I didn't have a clue. I was a cop for many years, as you know. And, um, you know, it's it's just interesting how our lives twist and turn and and then we end up as a healer or, and, and this is still transforming me. So I don't believe we're at the end of that course for any, um, by any means. And for you, um, being a writer, it's, it's more than what, I think can be described in that term as a writer or even uh, an author. Uh, Denise is so inspired. And I want to hear more of your work, Denise. Um, And I want to hear what fuels you, what pushes you when you get into a spot where you are frustrated what do you do? What are some of the tools? Let's share some tools that you use in your life to oh, gosh, keep your vibration so high and fast. Um, I have so many. The first one, and I believe is absolutely essential for me, is meditation. And I actually don't... Med, the word meditation doesn't resonate with me for some reason. I call it sitting in silence with God. And that's the type of medi- that's the that's the type of meditation that I do where I'm actually sitting with myself in stillness and I just listen. And that's actually the place where ninety nine percent of my writing is coming from. And I could be getting up in the morning, getting ready for work, and I'll be I can be in this place of stillness even in the midst of chaos, which is so new for mm-hmm. me. It's such an incredible mm-hmm. place to be in. So I'll be getting ready for work, and I'll have this inspired writing come through me, and before I know it, I've got a page of poetry in like three minutes. And it's just something wow. that's that's there, and it comes through, and it's on the paper. So that's that's a really cool thing. So meditation for me is, is a key one. And that's what taught me 
to get into this place of stillness, to be able to be still, because that's I, that's something I think a lot of us struggle with in this chaotic, confused, fast world that's out there. Is mm-hmm. we have a hard time being still, and it's I believe it's only from that place that we can connect with who we are at the deepest core, with that God self, mm-hmm. so to speak, that's within us. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's that's where the writing's coming from, which is a very new place for me. It's a very new place? Is that what you said? Yeah, it is. Um, I think... Tell, tell us more. Help it, us understand why it, this is new. Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of the writing that I did before, for the best way to describe it is it wasn't inspired. It was just I sat down with pen and paper. It's like, okay, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to write about this. I'm going to write about the trees. I'm going to write about my my day at school. I'm going to write about walking along the lake. Where the type of writing that I'm doing now is not something that I sit down with intent to write. It's something that's, for lack of a better word, it's almost being channeled through me. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's Absolutely. coming from that place of stillness. So that's the difference for me. It's coming from that higher self that's in me it's not coming from um the physical self that's that's talking to you right now so to speak it's it's a very different place mm-hmm. and it's it's most well, definitely inspired it's it's from spirit there's no doubt whatsoever and this so that's, has taken again, that's, place over the period of how many months have you noticed again it's i would say um it started shortly before I met you um, mm-hmm. and has, so I'd say just a little over a year. And it's interesting. I have no doubt whatsoever that <laughs> I was divinely guided to you. There's no doubt in my mind because my my writing has exploded. Um, as wow. I said, I have three yes, books of poetry almost written. I'm I'm writing two other books and it's something that's, I would do, it would, okay, I'm going to sit down and write. I might do it once a week, but it's daily now. And it's not a chore wow. and it's not something I'm doing. It's something that I'm being. I'm just being mm-hmm. the words and they're just coming out through me. It's it's an awesome place to be in. And it's my, it's an absolute passion. It is my, I believe this is my um, my divine role on this planet is to share my writing. And, it's an and honor you to are that. healing the planet. You are healing the planet with your writing. Did you know that? Wow. <laughs> how how so? Well, you know, Lao Tzu says if you want to awaken all of humanity, then awaken mm. all of yourself. If you want to eliminate the suffering in the world, then eliminate all that is dark and negative in yourself. Truly the greatest gift you have to give is that of your own self transformation. When we transform, Denise, the world is changed. Our neighbors are changed. Our vibration is so powerful. It's it's us. It's not outside of us. It's just not outside. It's within. And so your transformation, like he said, you know, the greatest 
gift you have to give is that of your own self-transformation. Lao Tzu was, you know, 2,500 years before Christ. I believe that he was, that that Jesus was uh, taught by him, uh, that he knew how to listen. This is who introduced me to Lao Tzu. Personally, in person, but I I started learning about Lao Tzu through Wayne Dyer's book, uh, Change Your uh, Change Your Life. What, what's the name of that book? <laughs> I can't. Change Change Your Change thoughts. Your Thoughts, Change, change your, your Life, an extraordinary book. Yeah, oh yeah, and I have asked, yeah. uh, you know, which study of the Tao is right for me, and I got that it was the most correct um, of all the translations. And that's really important to me. You know, I I always ask what percentage of integrity is this person in, uh, what percentage of alignment. Um, you know, it goes through a myriad of questions for myself as well as when I'm looking to study with someone. And um, so it's 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 an interesting thing to hear about your transformation. And we all are transforming, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting that you've used the word changed about five times when you just talked because the poem that's sitting in front of me right now is one that's, uh, I know it's one of your favorites, and you actually asked if you could share it with a friend not too long ago. And it's one that I wrote yes. called Changed by Love. And I so would love for you okay, to read I'll, that. I'll sh- yeah, we'll share that yeah. now. Yeah, this, it's, uh, and this was, absolutely inspired and divinely guided. Uh, So it's called Changed by Love. Can you feel me now, there in your heart, like the petals of a flower opening wide in spring? Will you let me in? I am the love come to heal you, to lift you, to hold you always. Perfect love, born of God's grace. As winds blow round and the storms rage, there is shelter in these arms, this place of calm where the light never dims. When held there, faith, gratitude, and love enter in completely, and spirit lifts us, taking flight, we soar above it all. When flying there, we see all of creation and marvel at its beauty, how blessed we are to hold it now inside. Then send it out into the world. Grace by God's pure love, we offer healing from our hearts, and all the world is changed by love. And that's pretty much what you were just describing, how when we change within, it affects change without. And Absolutely. Around us. And it's, in, it's interesting. I've actually watched, <laughs> I have two beautiful cats that live with me, and I've watched them transform. Um, it's, really? it's incredible. Yeah, I have, uh, I have an elderly cat who's, oh gosh, he's pushing 20. He's up there. He's somewhere between 15 and 20. I don't remember the exact age right now. He he uh-huh. now plays, and he was the kind of cat who would just kind of lie around and not do much of anything, jump up in my lap, sleep, eat. That was his life. So he's now <laughs> actually playing. And then I have a younger cat who's about two, about two years old now, and the transformation in him is beyond miraculous. He, um, he, wouldn't, he wasn't a cuddly cat. Um, he would kind of, he was standoffish. Um, he would come to you at his will whenever he wanted something. He was uh, kind of spacey, like he'd, he'd tear all over the place. He's now 
um, the kind of cat that greets me at the door when I come home from work. <laughs> he jumps up in my wow. lap. He wants attention. He's always curling around my legs. So it's it's interesting because they can feel the change in vibration, the change in your energy as well. So it's really cool to watch that. Absolutely. Watch that happening around me. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about listening. We're talking about change. We're talking about transformation. And we're talking with Denise Anderson and her amazing poetry. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I just had a thought to share this story about listening. And this, I think, is really for my mother. Um, And and so I just want to take a moment and, uh, and share that there really is a field of energy that is somewhat unseen, but most um, somewhat unseen to to most, but but it's visible to all when our vibration is high enough to resonate with it. The key is to do the things that will elevate our vibration to the highest heights. For me, this is ongoing daily as you know, as a healer, this is what I do. I listen, I follow instructions. And so um, I want to share this experience where I was out walking my puppy and I decided to play this song for uh, the second time. I just heard it the night before for the very first time. And as I was walking, I heard my dad say, post that for your mother. Now, my dad wasn't on Facebook. He, he wasn't much of a Facebooker. But he knows because he's uh, transitioned, you know, three years ago. He hangs out with me all the time now that I use Facebook a lot. And uh, so as I was walking, I looked around. I knew my dad wasn't seen, but I also knew what I heard. And it was definitely my dad. My mom and dad were married just shy of 60 years. And this was a message of hope and love for her. So I posted it to Facebook and eventually sent it to my mom in a text message. And she said it was one of the most incredible messages she'd ever received, and it really helped her. I'm here to tell you that there are many angels and spirit guides who walk with you each and every day. And if we listen, we'll hear. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that I was listening that day so my dad could give me his message of love to my mom. And, you know, this... This song is is so special. You know, my dad may not be here in physical form, but he sure is around a lot. And he's reminding me of who I am all the time and what this life is really about. Um, You know, so I'm really just so grateful that I could share and, and have this special experience to give my mom this message of love and hope because she really was the one he called babe. And, and, She was always the one who pulled us through each and every time. I'm telling you, my mom is an amazing, one-of-a-kind, true angel. And so every time I hear this song, I think of my mom and my dad and that experience. And I just wanted to share this song with everyone. I think it's a a beautiful song by Michael Bublé. We're going to take a break as you listen to this song. We'll be right back with more. Uh, Lifeline with Cindy Summer and Denise Anderson.
with Denise Anderson. We're talking about so many things about these amazing poems and poetry that uh, Denise has written. Uh, We're talking about healing. We're talking about change. I want to talk about forgiveness and how this plays a part. Denise, um, you know, you've done so much work with with me and the angels here at Lifeline Healing. I want you to tap into or talk about your experience and how forgiveness 
has played a part not only in your life, but in this healing work that you've been doing? Oh, my gosh. It's probably the greatest gift that I've gotten from this healing work. Um, it's, um, it, it's, the, it's the one thing that I think often holds us back from living our true life. And through the, through the work that I've done with you, I've been able to, to forgive others and let go of so many things. But the biggest thing for me and the hardest part has always been forgiving myself. Um, we, we, I don't know if personally, I find it a very easy thing to forgive others. And it's a very difficult thing to forgive myself. And I've always been that way. But we can often think we've forgiven someone, but then when you look at it at a very deeper level, we really haven't. And the way I could I could tell that I had finally forgiven someone is when I wasn't getting an emotional charge when I thought about that experience. I could talk about it just as I'm talking with you right now. And I didn't go into that... Um, that fearful mode, that tearful mode, that um, oh my gosh, you hurt me mode. That's how I knew it had mm-hmm. truly healed. And mm-hmm. and again, the biggest thing for me was finding within myself the strength to forgive me. Because hey, I'm not perfect. I've <laughs> I've done things that have hurt people. I've said things that have hurt people, and I've been hurt. So, yeah, when you can get to that place where you're able to forgive yourself, that truly is transcendent. It's it's an incredible place to be because our past is our past. We can't change it. So it's so important to be able to heal it, let it go, and move on so we can live the rest of our life and be who we're supposed to be. And I actually do have a poem, and this was one that I wrote. I had a, I did a session with you on my birthday this past year, I think you were here in Hamilton and it was incredible. It was a healing session um, in and around um, some abuse issues and so on and so forth. And this is the poem that came out of that session. So I'd like to share that one now. And it's called Forgiveness is the Key. So it's called Forgiveness is the Key. I shall not be defined by what this world says I must be. I choose the path less walked upon, and truth it's walking me. And faith provides the constant light that shines on days alone. Now trust has entered deeply in on this, my last walk home. Once held captive inside walls and smothered by confines, renounced and broken free at last of what this world defines. For only when we fall from head to heart Love lets us see the ancient truth that heals us all. Forgiveness is the key. And I truly believe that with every ounce of my being, that that's the key to all healing. That's the key that sets us free. Absolutely. And, you know, recently, you know, we've, I, I, for those of you that don't know, we do a, a Saturday morning guided meditation. It's free. And it's every Saturday at 11.15 Eastern, so those of you on the West Coast, it's 8.15, but um, every every Saturday we do a, a guided meditation, and every Saturday it's new, and uh, 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, the angels and spirit hasn't let me down one bit. Every Saturday is an adventure for me. I get up, I cleanse and clear, and I say, okay, what's, what's on the agenda for today, guys? And, uh, wow, that's uh, an amazing experience for me as well. And what, what I was leading to is that uh, we've done some extensive work just this last Saturday. Um, some generational healing came forward. And um, talk about that, if you would. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, and the meditations are fun. These are these are always fun meditations, which I think is really cool. So that's that's another aspect to it. Yeah, uh, the, the generational healing. There was, for me, um, uh, there was there's a profound healing that happened uh, for myself, my mother, and my grandmother. I was able to be with them in this meditation in spirit, and much like myself that thing that had been holding me back, the inability to forgive myself is also what held them back in their lifetime. So that's, it was so an incredible true. thing for, cause I, so I was able to heal that and in spirit, my mother and my grandmother were healed also. So it's, it's such an amazing thing. You know, it it is, and I'm so, so grateful for the inspiration that comes on these Saturday morning meditations because uh, we now have uh, two or three new workshops that I'm going to be doing very soon. And um, I I just was in the studio yesterday for four and a half hours uh, recording uh, some CDs and uh, MP3s that will be available for the public very soon by Thanksgiving, so it'll it'll make it easier for people to do this healing work um, within their own home at their own pace. And I'm always going to be available for one-on-ones. But um, talk about an experience that you've had, if you wouldn't mind sharing, because I'd like to let people know about this free guided meditation on Saturday mornings, and I'd really love to have. Uh, more people. We have spots up to 25, and we do it over the phone. So you can call in right from Mississauga in Ontario, Canada. I'm here in Lexington, Kentucky, and I have many people calling in from all over the world in in, uh, Salt Lake City and uh, different places. So I'd love you to talk about that and your experience with these uh, Saturday morning meditations and how they've they've, uh, affected you. Well, it's actually a really great way to start your weekend. <laughs> um, it's um, and again, it's always inspired. It's never the same, which I like. It's uh, so it's like okay, you're waiting. What's going to be this time? What's next? What's coming? So that's kind of cool. And the yeah, other no thing, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's fun. It is. It just it becomes fun. But in addition to that fun, for me, I always find that I take something away from it in the form of healing. And again, for me, that's what this work is all about. As you said earlier, Cindy, when we do that healing work with, within ourselves, we can send that out into the world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a really great way to start your weekend. Um, 
oh my gosh, we've done so many interesting things in there. One of the ones that I remember so clearly is there was one point where during this guided meditation journey, there was a tightrope extended between two mountains and we were guided to cross from one mountain to the other. So for me, that was an exercise in letting go of fear. And it was interesting. I was at that place in my healing journey where when I went to to step on the tightrope in this guided meditation, the rope disappeared and the mountain came towards me and I just jumped. It was a leap of faith. I literally jumped from one mountain to the next. And and the other cool thing was I jumped into the arms of myself. I saw myself standing on the other mountain. So for me, that was representative of my higher self coming into my physical self. So that was a huge, huge meditation for me. You know, it's interesting. You jumped into the arms of yourself. Are you able to see these things when you do these guided meditations? Oh, my gosh. I see in such detail, Cindy. It's incredible. Uh, I know some people yeah, when they... You're very they gifted. Yeah, I, very I really do. I see I see colors. I see shapes. I see, I see it. I feel it. I hear it. I smell it. I touch it. I taste it. Like, it's all so real for me. It's, Were you yeah, always it's, able uh, to do that? Was it no. always easy for you? <laughs> No, the seeing part, um, the seeing and the hearing part, yes. I can remember even as a kid, I was uh, given, I was told I had quite a vivid imagination. Little did I know at the time that it wasn't my imagination. Um, so yeah, I think those gifts were there, and they kind of they got shut down over the years, but they're they're wide awake now. So yeah, it's it's really cool to be able to actually have the experience as if you're right there because you are really right there. Well, one of the things, Denise, that I like to do that's different is I, I really think it's important to go on a journey, to have the experience yourself, because I, I don't like being told, okay, this is what you're going to do, and this is what it's going to, or this is what I see for you, you know, and I think that's why it's so important for me to take people on these journeys is because even though you may not have these gifts open up right away, they will come open eventually. Yeah, it's a process and it's practice, practice, practice. It's this, this is work. It's not something that just happens overnight. It takes a commitment. And what better commitment to make than to yourself? Like who wouldn't want to do that? Right. Well, it does. It takes time. It takes commitment. And, um, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm so grateful for this work. Um, Certainly, it takes a commitment every day. And today, actually, I had a good day overall, but boy, it was challenging. And I had to really just cleanse and clear, cleanse and clear, cleanse and clear. And even after doing that, it's uh, it's just been a challenging day. And yet, you know, we just have to bring ourselves back into the now. Because when we're in the future, we're going to receive a lot of anxiety. And um, we're in the past. 
of the woulda, coulda, shouldas or the regret and your remorse and guilt of the past, um, that can really spoil our now. And um, it's a fine tightrope sometimes. I remember when I got the inspiration to do that Saturday morning meditation and I was shown the mountains and I'm, I'm asking questions. Okay. uh, You want to, you want to have us go on top of the mountain. Okay. I get that. (laughs) You want us to cross the mountain. Okay. There's a tight wire. (laughs) You know, this is how it comes. This is how it comes around. So it's it's a very yeah, and, interesting, and that's, and that's the cool thing because you you never know what's coming next. You're this and and it's like I said, it's so incredible when I can actually be there and see it and feel it and experience it. And uh, yeah, so you you mentioned um, being in the now, and just as you were saying that, um, I have another poem that I'd like to share, if I may. Absolutely, thank you. Um, it's called. This one's called Live Gently in This Moment. Live gently in this moment we've been given. Softened by your breath, the life force deepens. The coolness of the air bends down to kiss you, and we give thanks for grace in this new day. Look toward the sky to see the cloud art perfect painting. Therefore, your eyes and mine, this beauteous sight. And even though we're miles apart, the canvas our connection different brush strokes painted with God's light. And in the stillness there, I say a prayer for worldwide healing. Our hearts be open fully to these gifts. That divine light shines so brightly in our being. It fills us all as one the planet lifts. And now I go about my day in faith and trust unending. That love walks with me always by my side. There is no need for worry. All is well now live gently in this moment of life. And that's really all we have is this moment. We're not guaranteed anything else but. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where the peace lies as well. Oh, it sure does. (laughs) And that's the other incredible thing that um, I've attained over the past months is I have this deep, deep sense of inner peace it's just it's the essence of who i am it takes a lot to wind me up now it just it just doesn't happen it's just there's always this place of peace and calm and it just it walks with me it walks as me beautiful that is beautiful we're gonna uh take a break you know one of my favorite songs and i know it's one of yours is, it is mine matter. Sure. <laughs> and you know, uh John Lennon, boy, what what a inspired uh beautiful man. You know, if anyone would have told me uh that John Lennon would have come into my Angels Cove <laughs> and said, um, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm here with Jesus, of course, you know, he always brought me whoever. And I was like, oh, Okay, why is John Lennon in my apartment? I mean, I, yes, I was a fan. (laughs) But, um, you know, this is how I've learned to heal. Whether it was uh, John Lennon or somebody else who was very famous, you know, uh, it's it's really a remarkable way to learn how to heal uh, 
one-on-one with with Jesus first with my own healing and then teaching me how to heal others with these non-physical people that I have looked up to and known of and never met, but um, spectacular, you know, and and whether it's uh, John or or someone else uh, in the in the physical world here, healing such as yourself, uh, myself, you know, I believe that John was, uh, and I know that he is still very inspired, and he's very busy doing uh, amazing work because life is life; it doesn't stop, and it's you know we're not. Uh, <clears throat> this this notion that uh, we got to be so good so we can get to the other side and we can have this great reward. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, yes, there's lots of good stuff uh, as life continues. But life, in my opinion, heaven is here. Heaven is now. And I believe this is what John knew. Um, and he lived it in his own way. He was out there, so out there. And in my own way, I'm really out there to a lot of people. Jesus shows up, and he brings me a man who had killed his two children and then killed himself and says, heal them. One of the greatest lessons I've ever learned one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned was with this family as he brought in the wife who's still in the physical form here. I was, you know, I had to have these belief systems shattered. They had to be shattered prior to even having this experience because I wouldn't have even known what to do. But I had them shattered. They fell away. This whole belief system of right, wrong, you've got to do this to get that, it's, it's simply not true. You're divine. You're worthy. And you're whole, just like you are. And so when, when Jesus brought in this man and his two small children, it's really indelible in my mind, the lessons, the, the hundreds and even thousands of lessons learned in those moments of teaching forgiveness to this woman who was in spirit form, but her physical body is still alive, and these two children who had been killed by their own father, and he had killed himself. I mean, it just makes you think, you know? It just makes you look beyond what are the belief systems I'm holding so fast to and why? Why am I holding on to these belief systems? And had I not let go of these many, many belief systems prior to that moment, um, I couldn't have had this amazing experience where I taught this woman how to forgive because it wasn't me that was going to heal him. It was her. And little did I know. I kept saying, he's not hearing me. 
I can't reach him. And, of course, Jesus was very patient (laughs) and waited, (laughs) just waited. And then I finally listened deep enough to get it. Oh, I've got to remember to teach about forgiveness. And that includes these guys. And when I explained it to her and I said, why didn't you marry the guy in the first place? And she kept saying, but but why did he do this? And I said, I don't know. I want you to think back why you married him in the first place. And she started naming off his qualities and his gifts and his compassion and his laughter. He was funny. And it was the most intriguing conversation I've probably had, one of the very most uh, pivotal points in my life. And then she remembered who he was at the core. Mm -hmm. And he finally looked up and was able to receive the healing. Uh And what a lesson, what a lesson for me. When, When we listen to this song, it's not really about pretending about peace and this song, Imagine. It's about becoming this, the words of John Lennon. And I want you to listen, not as if it's without your reach, but within. Because it is all within. I believe we are divine, all of us. Regardless your age, regardless of what life has dealt you, And what choices you've made, you are enough. You are divine. You are beloved. And I am so grateful for all of you who are tuning into this show right here, right now. So we're going to take a break. I want you to listen to the words of this song, but go beyond and see it in your own life right now. We'll be right back.
Oh, I'm not the only one. I just know it. I'm not the only dreamer out there. Can you imagine? Oh, well, I can because it's how all healing begins and continues and it's how the divine works. And it's not based on your affiliation. It's not based on who you are at a rainbow level, if you're gay or straight. It's not based on that, guys. You are whole, you are complete, and you are enough. How do you feel about that song, Denise? I don't really have oh to my ask gosh. you. That is my all-time... It's my all-time favorite song because when I when I hear that song, I see that. You, you've said before that I, I have this gift for seeing. I can actually see that. I see that world coming. I see us no longer divided. I see us connected as one. I really do. So it's a very powerful song for me. It's kind of one of those songs that I carry in my pocket, so to speak. It's, uh, yeah. it's there. It's, it's right there in front of me. Absolutely. It's here now. You know, oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's a matter of, you know, allowing yourself to be in this moment, allowing the feelings to come, allowing yourself to have those moments of, I don't feel good, I don't like what's happening, and being authentic and real. Um, you know, I... I have so many friends that are going through such a difficult time now with this uh, this new development in the LDS church and, and how it's affecting so many people. And it's okay to cry. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Um, you know, healing isn't just about and you're done it's a oh my process. gosh no <laughs> yeah it's a process and it's a, an ongoing process i know it is for me and denise you've shared uh, so many of your healing experiences one thing i can always count on from denise is a an amazing detailed testimonial so if you want to read those <laughs> they're on facebook on the fan page for lifeline healing yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're so you're so right, Cindy. It's not something that just happens in the blink of an eye. I have shed so many tears. I've gone through angst and anguish and all of those feelings that we think are wrong. But there's nothing. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just. It's part of the healing process. It has to surface to be healed. Right. Like we have to. We you have know, to see it in the face. We have to like look at it and be with it in order for it to heal that's what I believe you're, you're so right on with that I'm grateful for your your thoughts on that it, it reminds me of the day uh, many years ago when I, I came out myself I was struggling I wanted to conform but I couldn't do it anymore after 27 years of conforming to uh, a religion that said it was wrong to be who I was. I, I just couldn't do it. It was that uh, 
I needed to come to terms with this and it had taken many years or I didn't want to be here anymore. And I'd already been through a, a very, um, um, it's, it's a very deep experience that I don't want to share today, but um, I wrote a book called Choices. And um, I was ill and uh, I was, you know, I went through a, a bunch of things and I'm kind of being <laughs> avoidant here, but it's just too much for the time that we have left. And and then I, you know, I was married. I had two small children and and I knew that I'd met this uh, this woman that I really just was crazy about. And I was no longer able to step aside and um, choose uh, this life of whatever, uh, lacking joy, you know. So I went to the cemetery where my son was buried, and I asked everyone I knew to come in and talk with me, Jesus, Buddha, uh, Grandma, (laughs) God, you know, and they all showed up. And when I asked how do I reconcile this belief of who I am, who who I believe I am at my core with what's right? And the answer came. And um, the answer was, whatever you decide is right, my child. And I remember it took me hours. I mean, I didn't just sit there for a few minutes. I was like, okay, now that I got your attention, what does that mean? Because I'd never heard anything of the like. It was so foreign to me. What do you mean in anything I choose is right? What are you talking about? What is this, you know, wait a minute, there's opposition in all things. And I was really, I really uh, had so many belief systems I had to not just jump over but climb. And um, they were tall. And... I sat there and I asked question after question after question, not of somebody in this space, but of my divine. And I knew my son was there. I knew Jesus was there. There was nobody can tell me that these people were not there or it was a figment of my imagination. I knew it. And then when I heard these words, whatever you decide is right, my child, I was like, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to let go of all of those belief systems. And it wasn't easy, but I knew that this life was all about choice and experience, not right and wrong. I'd been given the freedom of pure love. So I made my decision and I went about it. I was 39. I'd been... Married, uh, not just once, but I was married twice. I mean, I really was the poster child. I should be the poster child for the good Mormon girl. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I went on a mission. I worked in a temple. You name it, I did it. And and then when I had this experience, um, you know, and I had a testimonial, a, a testimony of what they, you know, they call a testimonial of the church. Uh, um, and I still have a testimony of certain things that I believed back then. I still believe them because I work with them. You know, I know uh, these people that uh, 
that I I believed then I've I've uh, brought them in for my own healing, and um, and yet I was so naive, you know, in this whole new belief system uh, of whatever you decide is right. How foreign that was to me, but I believe John Lennon really did. He got it, you know, this world without borders, no countries, no religion. You know, he's really going beyond religion, beyond all concepts that we are so trained to believe in that song. And I'm I'm just so grateful. So, you know, it wasn't easy. I went through this struggle. My two kids um, were young at the time. And I remember my daughter... My son, I went to therapy every week and, and practiced with my therapist, and I was paying her cash at the time, so it was <laughs> it was expensive. Uh-huh. And um, she said, you're going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. And I said, oh, oh, I don't know about that. You know, I was even though I'd made my decision and I was going on about it, what were my kids going to think of me, you know? And um, my kids, they're so funny. 9 and 11, they said, oh, duh. We know that, Mom. We just wondered why you didn't go to church anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you know, now we laugh about it because, you know, they're 25 and 22 years old and they're phenomenal kids. They turned out okay. And I'm not here to persuade anyone to leave their church. That's not what this is about. Whatever resonates with you, do it. Whatever you decide is right. You know, there's a, a saying, whatever you put your attention to expands. It's it's one of the laws of the universe, and it's all about energy, because we are all energy. And so, um, you know, if that resonates with you to stay within the confines of a, a religion because you have fellowship there, whatever religion it is, I support you. If you don't resonate with that, I support you 100%. You don't have to be a religious person to come to me at Lifeline Healing. And so I just want you to know um, that you're not alone. You are loved. And like that man and those two children and that woman who was the estranged spouse of that man and that day of healing in my apartment, you know, how could that possibly have happened if I would have been so uh, attached to this whole belief system, right, wrong, heaven, hell, good, bad, you know, you get in, you don't. Um, It's simply not true. And I I know from my own experience of healing that no matter where you are on your journey here, there are angels around you. Call them in. Ask for your angels to come in. Call them in. You may feel some cool breezes around you, but if that doesn't freak you out, then um, that's okay. Those are your angels. I mean, that's nothing compared to my stories, right? <laughs> well, and I think, we back, <laughs> I think it goes back. I think it goes back again to that 
too, Cindy, to listening to that voice inside because yes, we, we're we're presented with so many stories outside of us, the media, the newspapers, the our daily lives, and we often will look outside of us for the truth and seek it there, when in reality it's all inside of us. The truth I is bet inside you have a of us. Poem. Oh, you bet I do. I, I <laughs> bet you have a poem that, about the truth inside. I yeah, just it feel is. It coming on. It's the voice. It really is. It's that voice that speaks to us from within. That's what the truth is, and that's one of the greatest things I've come to learn in the past little while is that I don't have to look outside of myself to know something. Everything I need to know is inside of me. All I have yes. to do is listen. Yes. And yes, I do have a poem, <laughs> and it's called <laughs> The Truth. <laughs> um, so if, is it okay if I go ahead and read this one now? Absolutely. This is okay. perfect. Okay, so it's called The Truth. Let us seek the truth that rests within us. We cannot find it in the density of this world. It surely would get lost in the mire of the illusion. It sits there in our heart waiting patiently for us to rise from our slumber, to reach in and hold it, to gaze upon its beauty like a newborn child. Let us hold it now in the palm of our hand and know that all we ever held inside was the truth. All we had to do was be still enough to hear it. And I truly believe that, that it's all inside of us. Absolutely. Let's tell the listeners about your blog. I want them to be able to connect with you either on Facebook or on your blog. What oh, absolutely. Is the address where they can read a lot more of your amazing poetry. Okay, the blog, it is uh, www.thelighthousewithin, all one word, dot wordpress.com. Very good. Thelighthousewithin.wordpress.com. Yeah. dot com dot com an yeah. amazing blog that is and and um I'm happy to um you know have been on it many times and uh, it's just you just started that right not too long I did ago. yeah that was that was another thing that was inspired I just woke up one day and it's like okay I'm going to do a blog today okay and uh <laughs> Within within a couple of days, I'd ar- I already had like 20 posts up there. Again, it's just the words are flowing through me. It's such an incredible space to be in. It's, uh, it's awesome. truly an inspired thing, yeah. Awesome. I want to play another song for everyone. It's called I'm on Top of the World by Imagine Dragons. Enjoy this song. I want you to feel the vibration of it. We'll come back and do one more thing. I'm going to raise the vibration even more after the song, so stay tuned.
don't know if you're on top of the world, but I certainly am after that song. Welcome back to Lifeline with Cindy Summer. I've got Denise Anderson on the line, and we're going to wrap it up here in the next few minutes. Uh, Denise, what are your thoughts? What are your closing thoughts for this show? And, and, and what would you like to say to anyone out there who is struggling? Hmm. Um, I think one of, the, one of the most important things to remember, and it took me a long time to get to this place, is to recognize that we all have unique gifts within us, every one of us. We all have the the divine spark of God is in us, and we all have something that we came here to give to this world. And I believe that when we get to that place where we can love ourselves, and that's that's not an easy path. It took me a long time to get to that place. But I can actually mm-hmm. say that I love myself now. I could not mm-hmm. have said months ago those words would never have crossed my lips so when you can get that get yourself to that place and recognize that you have something incredible to offer this world and it doesn't mean you have to be a a poet or a dancer or a painter or your your gift no matter what it is is just as meaningful the guy who comes in at night at work and cleans my desk for me he's the most amazing man you could ever meet and I see God in his eyes every time I look at him so there is no measure of what a gift is everything we can offer in love is a gift absolutely wow thank you for that you're welcome thank you so much for having me on the show I'm just so thrilled that you agreed to do this show (laughs) on such short notice. <laughs> well, and, here, um, it's, it's interesting. I almost said no. <laughs> you know, you know that little mm-hmm. voice inside that says, hmm, can I do this? Can I do this? And as soon as that voice came in, it left just as quickly. It's like, yes, I can do this. So that was, that was a, another healing moment for me just today, recognizing that, yeah, I can do this. Absolutely. You know, I love this uh, poem called The Play of Life. Do you mind if I read it? Oh, absolutely. The Play of Life. There's something deep inside that keeps calling to us. Wake up. Wake up. It's time. Awaken to the day when the grand illusion will be cast aside. Open your eyes and you'll see it. You'll feel it. You'll hear it, you'll touch it, and hold it. You'll know it, the ancient secret, the universal unveiling. Watch the curtain as it's pulled back to reveal the heaven within and the heaven all around us, the journey to the center. Hear the choir of angels singing, a song never heard before, a new melody written with notes of the heart, the music of the soul. This is the magic of the unfolding, the peeling back of layers, shedding, cleansing, clearing, until there is nothing left but space, space for renewal and regrowth, space to fill with love and light. And when cracked open, light enters in, ignites the whole, and we are filled again. Take a seat now and watch 
the play of life. I love that. <laughs> love, <laughs> love, <laughs> love that one. Love it. And, you know, it, it is about awakening and saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. Let go. Let go of the illusions, the grand illusions, and cast them aside. I love that in so many ways. Uh, because when you're willing and you become the willing cooperative component, that's, to me, what this poem is all about. Your eyes open. You're going to see it. You're going to feel it. You're going to hear it. You're going to touch it. You're going to hold it, and you'll know it. And these are the ancient truths from way back. You know, um, Invite those avatars, healers, ascended masters, and uh, those that you hold dear whether it's Jesus or Lao Tzu, Buddha, or Maharaj, or whoever it is, invite them in. Set a chair out and start listening. Ask some questions and listen. And let go of the ego. The ego wants to edge God out. The ego wants to tell you about right and wrong. Um, and the divine, there is none of that. And the more you understand that, the more free you become. And the more free you become, the more joy you feel. And the more joy you feel, the less other things, people, places, and experiences really start to affect you. And there's some healing that goes with that, of course, but... I welcome you all on a journey of healing. Uh, you don't have to spend money. You can join in on Saturday morning, every morning at 11.15 Eastern. I hold a free guided 40-minute meditation. It's a wonderful journey. And I have very low-cost things coming up tomorrow night. We have a Cleanse and Clear, 7 o'clock Eastern. And uh, it's a worldwide guided Cleanse and Clear meditation. And if you've ever wanted to have an amazing experience with a meditation where you don't have to do anything, there's nothing to do or think about. It's a journey of releasing everything that doesn't serve your highest and best good. It's very low cost. It's only 35 bucks, And it lasts about an hour and a half. I welcome you to join me if this resonates with you. If you feel a pull, listen. There's an amazing experience for you ahead. And I just want you all to know that I love you and I send you so much love and blessings and many angels. I want you to just take a deep breath in. We're going to do a little cleanse and clear right here, right now. So just sit. I'm going to bring in soundful and just, I want you to feel the amazing power of this sound. We may go just a little bit over, but that's okay. I want you to take a deep breath in, as deep as you can, all the way in through your nose. And I'm bringing in all of your angels. I'm calling in Archangels Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, their clearing team, to each and every person who's listening to the sound of my voice. 
And I'm calling in Jesus, Lotso, Buddha, Mother Mary. These are these are my teachers, healers, listeners, masters, among many others. And I'm going to open up your crown chakra and your feet. And I'm going to bring in the Christ energy in the form of a shower just above you. So you may close your eyes if you're comfortable and just see it, sense it, and feel it. You may see a shower of abalone seashells. Just whatever comes into your mind's eye, just go with it. It may look like the shower that you shower in every single day. Just allow it, sense it, see it, feel it. I'm turning on that shower, and I want you to just allow, I am worth this. And I want you to follow along with me in your mind. I receive this. I choose this. And I say thank you to the divine. Thank you. As I open up the feet, right on the bottom of your heel, there's like a hinge. And I'm just allowing your your foot to drop open. And bringing in this perfect love light healing energy above you in the form of a shower. Just receive it. And I want you to allow your shoulders to drop away from your ears. Just let them drop. Feel the peace, the serenity. As I open with a short prayer and I just call upon the divine for and behalf of everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice. I call in Jesus, Lao Buddha, Mother Mary, the principalities, the golden angels, the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. I call in the archangels, Uriel, Ariel, Metatron, and all those who are connected to you. I'm calling them in for your highest and best good. Cutting all cords, releasing all ties, wiping away all negativity whatsoever, whether it's a thought or guilt or fear, just cutting it, allowing it to dissipate into the nothingness from whence it came. Just allowing it to be released right here and right now. Now feel that shower coming down in, through, and as you. I'm changing it from a shower to a stream and now back. Feel it coming in through your head and your eyes and your face, your ears and neck coming down through your shoulders, your arms, your elbows, your forearms, your wrists, your hands, your fingertips. And now take a deep breath in. Oh, thank you. That's all you have to do is settle in gratitude. Thank you. I release all things no longer serving my highest and best good. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, divine Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, Lao Tzu, Buddha, Mother Mary, my angels, my spirit guides, and all the generations and generations of spirit angels who are around me, who are connected to me, because we're all connected. We're so connected. Receive them. You may feel so much air now around you, just cool breezes happening. That's your angels. Those are your angels. And so just welcome them in and say thank you. So grateful. If you have tears come up, just let them. And just settle. We're just going to close this. I'm going to just allow all things that no longer serve your highest and best good to be released down to the bottom of the feet, down to the ends of the earth. I release it all now. I release all my anxiety and fear. 
my worry, my doubt. I release the guilt and the shame. I release it and I let go. I release it and I let go. And so it is. I'm closing up your feet, your crown. I'm aligning your chakras and divine alignment. Just aligning everything. This is just a short, short version of what's going to happen tomorrow night. And I'm so, so grateful to have this show with you, Denise. So grateful for all the angels and the spirit guides and those who guide the show, direct it each and every two weeks. So grateful. In the winter time, we'll up the show to every week again. But right now, we're we're just going every other week. So I invite you to tune in again. Um, I'm going to close this show now with a very short close. And I just want you all to know that I send you so much love and so many blessings, many, many angels to all of you for tuning in to this show. I welcome you to tune in at any time. You can go to my list and download any of the shows from the archives. So thank you again. Thank you for listening, for your call-ins, and for all those in the chat who participated in tonight's show. To book your session with Cindy Summer, visit lifelinehealing.org. To read the stories of how Lifeline Healing came together, visit Cindy's blog at lifelinehealing.wordpress.com. And be sure to visit the fan page on Facebook and tell your friends about the show. The number to reach Cindy is Tie Peace In. We are so grateful that you're with us and look forward to our next experience with one another on Lifeline with Cindy Summer. Good night, friend. Much love and many blessings from the Lifeline Angel Team. Thanks, Denise. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.